Hello. Welcome, everybody. Once again, it's Paul and I, and we're talking sports. I'm Jason. That's Polly. How's it going, guys? And this is another... Hope everyone's uh, enjoying their uh, uh, New Year's so far. Yeah, hopefully. It's the first month. Hopefully everything's going well. But we've got sports. Polly, what happened? All right. So, uh, mostly uh, football-centric ad for you guys this week, but uh, I wanted to touch briefly touch on uh, the uh, Bucks update. Uh, that's so hot. In, they're one in four in the last five games. They've got uh, big wins against the Nets and Warriors. Uh, they've also lost to the Hornets twice, uh, the Raptors, and uh, the Hawks, which was really disappointing last night because they had a big lead, but uh, let it go. They're 27-19, and 19, uh, fifth, fifth seed in the East at the moment. Uh, we're about halfway through the season. It'd be nice if we get all three of uh, big three on the court together because that really hasn't happened a lot this year. They are 15 and three, I believe the number is when all three of them play. Again, the issue is getting all three of them on the floor together. Not concerned about them, but a little worrisome. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Well, injuries are what they are, right? And you that's part of the game, and you're going to have that. And they're, Yes, they've slipped into fifth in the conference, but they're only two games out. It's a, it's a muddled mess. Two games are tied at the top, or two teams are tied at the top. There's plenty of room here. You know, the Sixers are in six to two and a half back, and then you have the Hornets at four. There's a lot of parity. The top eight teams are five games apart. The top ten teams are five and a half games apart. So there's, they they need to clean it up for sure, and they need to find ways to win, even if they don't have all their guys on the court, because while they're not so far out that we need to worry necessarily about them getting a good seed in the playoffs, there are the teams behind them are nipping at their heels, and they can't afford to have too many bad weeks like this. All right. Uh, all right. Let's. Uh, you want to introduce uh, the big show for us? It's time for the big show. It's the NFL playoffs. So, Paulie and I are going to break it down for you the wild card round and going into the divisional round. What do we got? All right. Uh, so, first game, we had the Bengals over the Raiders, 6 to 19. Joe Burrow, 24 of 34, 244, two touchdowns, uh, 20 to 13 lead at halftime. Teams traded field goals in the second half. Is, uh, the touchdown right before half, the officials blew the whistle as Joe Burrow was going out of bounds. He wasn't out of bounds, but they blew the whistle. 
Uh, some people think that don't think he, I personally think he would have caught that touchdown anyway, but there was that the play should by the letter of the law been blown dead as soon as the officials blew the whistle. They said the officials after the game said that the ball had been caught video showed that that wasn't the case. What are your thoughts on that? Well, the whistle clearly blew before the guy caught the ball. Did anybody stop playing out the play? Uh, It's hard to say, but that whistle blew. So that play should have been dead. I mean, it just seems pretty, pretty cut and dry to me. And again, I don't think that affected the game. I think he would have caught it anyway, but we'll get to the bigger one in a minute here. But uh, suffice to say, the Bengals get their first playoff win in 31 years. Paul Brown Stadium was going nuts. Bengals get their first win in 31 first playoff win in 31 years and have the Titans coming up uh, next week I think they have a chance in that game yeah absolutely the way if they keep playing the way they're playing you know they could make some real noise and make themselves a, a real problem for whoever they might meet you know, in a potential AFC championship game. Second game on Saturday was uh, the Bills absolutely crushing the Patriots, 47-7. to uh, Allen had, was 21 for 25, 308 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, Mac Jones, 24 for 38, 232, two touchdowns, two picks. And it was the first time in NFL history that a football team basically had a perfect game. They scored on every every drive they had, except for the kneel downs at the end of the game. They scored a touchdown. They did not kick a field goal. They did not have a sack. They did not have a turnover. And they did not punt. It was pretty incredible to watch, honestly. Yeah, that's so impressive. And to do it against a, you know, Bill Belichick team like that, that is, yeah, that was an undressing. Yeah. I I mean, there's, what, what else can you say about that? Like you said, especially against a defensive genius like Bill Belichick. I mean, you can't play football much better than that. Yeah. Yeah, you really can't score every time you get the ball, score a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, what more can you ask for? Um. All right. So, uh, Tampa Tom now uh, led his uh, Buccaneer team. Uh, Brady... Hyper efficient, 29 for 37, 271, two touchdowns, 
Uh, Jalen Hurts, 23 for 43, 258, one touchdown, two picks. Uh, Bucks had a 31 to nothing lead after the third quarter. Eagles scored two garbage time touchdowns to get it a little closer, but uh, basically the theme of the weekend was a lot of blowouts, and this was definitely one of them. Um, I don't think either of us really gave the Eagles much of a chance in this game, but no, not it, was, really. it got pretty ugly. Yeah, that was uh, another one. It's just a a team that's been there before doing what they do acting like they've been there before. And then a team that's just young and didn't really, you know, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of people not handling the, not handling the moment very well in a couple of games this week. So yeah, Niners Cowboys. Yes. Uh, very interesting game. Uh, Act 23 for 43, 254, a touchdown, a pick. Uh, Zeke Elliott, 12 rushes for 31 yards. So kind of surprising that he didn't get more into the action of the game. Uh, Niners had a 23-7 to lead after the third quarter. Uh, Cowboys had a couple scores and then absolutely chaotic ending that I don't know whose play call that was I don't know if uh, Dak just went improvised on that but 14 seconds left they uh, call a quarterback draw uh, get about 20 yards and don't have enough time to get the ball down for the spike uh, referee kind of bumped into the Cowboys offensive line because Dak did instead of giving the ball to the ref tried to spot the ball by himself. It doesn't work. The ref has to spot the ball and Cowboys just ran out of time and just a wild ending and right. Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. Oh man. It was the most Mike McCarthy thing of all time, right? Like, he doesn't understand how, what time is. Like, he doesn't, like, I don't even hate the idea, right? Because everybody's going to be looking for a deep throw, so you run it 20 yards down the field and try to get another playoff. Like, I get what he was trying. It's not what I would do, but I understand what he was trying to do. I mean, for one, he needed a little more time to run that. For another, like... You watch that footage. They got down. He ran the ball, handed it to his center, which, I mean, maybe the center can spot the ball, but the ref has to touch it. And if you see the ref, you watch that ref. He, like, as soon as the play, he knows the play's about to end. Like, before the whistle's blown, he's already booking it from the backside to get down there. The whistle blows. Guy hands the center of the ball. And they all just stand in the way. And this ref has to like fight over these like hulking linemen to try to just like grab the ball and put it back down quick so they can get the playoff. Like he knew what was going on. He wasn't going to be the guy who was going to get blamed for that shit. He was busting his ass to get down there and get his hands on that ball. 
and the Cowboys just flubbed it. They just screwed it up. I, I don't think it was the right play call for one. I don't think they had enough time to actually make that work, which we saw was obviously the case, but the, it's just, even for what they were trying to do, they didn't do it correctly. And it was just very Mike McCarthy. It really was. And so Dallas, uh, there's, I've heard reports that uh, Jerry Jones wants to get rid of McCarthy. I've heard he kind of sidestepped the question when he was asked about it a couple days ago. I I don't know what you do in that. I don't know. I don't know what Dallas is going to do. I, I don't know. I don't think you fire him. Like, I'm sure in the moment when they asked him, hey, you think you might want to fire this guy? He was probably thinking, yeah, I want to fire this guy just because he screwed up everything. We haven't won a playoff game forever. But I don't think Mike McCarthy's a bad coach. He didn't, he does, he's not a great coach. You know, he's not. I wouldn't, I just don't think he's as bad as some people up here seem to think he was because of his glaring weaknesses. It seems like, you know, but still it takes a certain level of coach to get teams as far as they get. And the Packers won a Super Bowl with him and the Cowboys, despite, (laughs) despite what this last game might've, you might've seen, like he's doing okay. I don't think you fire Mike McCarthy. I don't think he's the problem. They, I don't know what the problem is. I, the defense that everybody was so worried about, just they didn't even arrive at the stadium until the second half, apparently. So uh, they they got they got problems, I think. But I don't fire Mike McCarthy at this point, anyway. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. I I agree. I don't think he's as bad of a coach. Like you said, he won Green Bay a Super Bowl, so. Mm-hmm. I, I I just think there's a lot of issues on in Dallas that have been there for years, and I don't know how you solve them. They had the best team they've had in a long time. Like, their defense was good. They were getting turnovers. They got wideouts for days. You know, they got a running game. They got a decent line. This is the best Cowboys team we've seen in a while. So for this to happen to them, and and even throughout the season, they was always kind of shaky. Yeah, they won their division and they had a decent record, but for one, they're in the NFC East, so they're just beating up on teams for six games. And then for the rest of the games, you didn't really know what what you were going to get out of them. They were they underperformed for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, the the inconsistencies and. So, uh, goodbye Dallas from the tournament, and mm. we'll move on. Uh, next game we had on the docket was uh, Chiefs just totally dismantling the Steelers. Uh, Mahomes 30 for 39, 400 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, Big Ben in probably his last game, 29 for 44. 215, two touchdowns, but again, couldn't really get the ball down the field. Has this has been the last couple of years really their issue. Uh, game actually started off good for the Steelers. 
uh, TJ Watt had a 26 yard fumble uh, recovery for a touchdown. And after that, the Chiefs basically just did whatever they wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it was funny watching it. It was interesting at first, right? Like, oh, punt, 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 punt. They're punting everywhere. And it's like, oh, huh, is this game going to get ugly? And then the Chiefs just kind of settled down and everything just then went according to plan. But for a minute there, it seemed like maybe something might happen. But Yeah, and again, uh, Ben did what he could, but uh, I, I think we both think he's going to retire. He's basically said he, it without saying it. Yeah, and, he's done. Um, yeah, he's done. and... So the Steelers have uh, to figure out what they're going to do at quarterback, and uh, well, I mean they're going to get Russell Wilson, right? Like, there, I've heard that rumor out there that uh, he wants to play for the Steelers, and there's definitely interest on the Steelers side. So yeah, if they're not doing everything they can do to get Russell Wilson, not not that other teams won't, but. The, the Steelers need a free agent quarterback. They don't have anybody right now. They have the te- they have a good team. They just yeah. need a quarterback. That's and... what I'm saying. They don't have anybody at quarterback right now. They they got Mason Rudolph and whoever else off the practice squad. You know, it's they they're one of those teams that they should have drafted a quarterback a couple of years ago. At least tried stuck their hands in the pool and see how it went but now they're screwed cuz if they don't get a, if they don't get Russell Wilson they're they're in a lot of trouble I I agree with that um and the irony is they like I said before they have a talented team they just don't have anyone to play quarterback so it, yeah. We shall see. We shall see on that. Uh, they they and... have a talented team, but I don't know if they have such a good team that they could do like a two thousands era Baltimore Ravens winning Super no, Bowls. No, like I don't. That, th- I don't but... think. I don't think so either. I, they have some pieces to play to uh, play with. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the Chiefs uh, on to the next one and uh, get to the, their matchup with. Uh, very intriguing matchup with the Bills in a minute here, but uh, one more game to talk about. Uh, first Monday night uh, playoff game in NFL history. Uh, went to the Rams 34-11. to 11. Uh, Stafford picks up his first playoff win. Uh, 13 for 17, 202. Two touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Uh, Kyler Murray, 19 for 34. 137, two picks, uh, 28-8 lead after the third quarter, and Cardinals just looks like they didn't come to play, and Rams did, and they get a huge win to move on. It was very much obvious that this was a team that's been consistent, that's been, you know, every team has ups and downs, but one of those teams had been more consistent than the other. Even it was very, very apparent when they played that the Cardinals were clearly in a downswing and didn't know what to do about it. 
and that the Rams are just keeping her in third third gear, you know, going to town. Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot more you can say about it. Um, mm-hmm. Rams just had a dominant win, and the Cardinals did looked like they did not want to be on the field, basically. Yeah, they looked like they didn't belong in the playoffs. They looked like a like when we'd rip on these old seven and nine teams that would make the playoffs. They looked like one of those. Yeah, they really did. And so Cardinals have some stuff to figure out in the off season. Um, anything else before we move on to uh, the division round? Any final thoughts on the wild card weekend? No, that was no. Let's do it. Let's get right into the divisional round. Let's look at today, right. this week's matchups. Yep. So our first game uh, starting in about an hour. Uh, Bengals Titans. Um, Eric Henry uh, looks like he's going to be back on the field for the Titans. I am leaning toward taking the Bengals in this one. I really am. I I love the way their passing game is going right now. I don't know. I think Derrick Henry is obviously going to be a factor, but after two months off, coming back, and I think I'm leading Bengals in this one. I I get it. You know, the Bengals are hot. They got nothing to lose. They're just going for it. But I think this really depends on the Titans and how they – I'm, I'm afraid they're going to be like, yeah, Derrick Henry, and do it up, where – I don't think they need to do that necessarily. I, I think that if they can mix up Derrick Henry with uh, Deonta Foreman, and he's been running super good this year. Once he started coming on after Derrick Henry got hurt, took him a couple weeks, but he's been running so good. They haven't even really used Julio Jones. I think they have options here. They don't have to just okay, Derrick Henry's back. Let's give him the ball 30 times. I don't think they need to do that, and I don't think they should. I don't think it's a smart smart thing to, for them to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree with you. Um, you said A.J. Brown and Julio Jones are still there. Um, I, I just... NFL record holder Ryan Tannehill is still a very efficient passer. Absolutely. I think it's going to be a really tight game. I think it's going to be low scoring, probably somewhere in the low twenties, something like that. Yeah, that seems right. I mean, I, I, I sorry, go ahead. I, oh, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to take the Bengals in that one. I don't know where your final pick is going to be, but it's going to be a fascinating game. Um, I would, I, I think the Titans are going to win this game. I just. I don't know if the Bengals are ready for this yet. They beat the Raiders, which, okay, you know, it's not like the Raiders were a bad team, but they weren't that great. You know, it's they're better than the Steelers, I guess, but are they? It was a pretty weak playoff team, and the Bengals have been coming off Burrow throwing for a bajillion yards, and he's not slowing down. 
uh, Jamar Chase is doing his thing still. But the Titans are are like a real team, you know? <laughs> like, that's a real team that's been there before that has seen things. And I, I just think in Tennessee, yeah, I, it'll probably be exciting and a really good football game. But I think the I think the Titans kind of handle the moment better. I can't I can't disagree with anything you said there. I think you put that really well. I just I one of the things you said was the Bengals basically have nothing to lose. They're they're definitely ahead of schedule. They're gonna be their young nucleus is gonna be there for a while. They're gonna be back in the spot. That, that I, I just have a gut feeling that uh, Burrow and Chase are gonna have a couple big plays in the fourth quarter, and that's what's gonna do it. So we shall see. It's gonna be a fun one. But mm-hmm. all right. So uh, Saturday night, seven fifteen, approximately at the not quite as frozen Lambeau Field <laughs> like it was a few days ago, but. Still going to be quite cold. The 49ers come into town. Obviously, I'm going to back the Packers. I think they're the better team. I, I do. I am concerned about the 49ers running game. They might be able to do to us, but we do have any merciless and... Darius Smith coming back along with uh, uh, Jair Alexander along with Randall Cobb on the offense. Akhtiari has questionable. I haven't heard if he's going to play or not, but he should. I think the Packers are getting healthy at the right time. Debo Samuel is obviously a matchup nightmare, but I think the Packers have what it's going to take. I think the Packers are going to win by a touchdown, something like 31 to 24. And I, I obviously, as a Packer fan, I'm going to say that, but I do think they're going to win this game. I do have my slight concerns, like I said, about Debo Samuel and running game but i do think the packers are gonna get get it done i yeah mostly agree i i'm just still the whole getting there and then not doing what they're supposed to do over the last few years i'm getting tired of it (laughs) i think i just brought it up last week where it's like okay now you gotta show me like i it's believe in me i believe in you but now it's to the point where like, okay, I've done this too many times. Now it's now you got to prove it. I think they will win this game. Uh, they should. They're the they're the better team in my opinion. Uh, but like I said, there's concerns. Can they defend this uh, abstract run game that San Francisco has? You know, can they defend the run at all? <laughs> <laughs> is I guess the bigger question: Can they See, stop I, that running game? That there's uh, people have been talked to, talked about that all year. Uh, 
the Cleveland game, uh, Kareem Hunt is the only running back that has run ran for 100 yards against the Packers. Not that the team totals haven't been a little bit high, but we haven't had a given up a 100-yard running back besides Kareem Hunt in the Cleveland game. I, I, the run defense is a concern, but like I said, getting any Merciless back and getting Zadarius Smith back, Kenny Clark mm-hmm. is going to be a monster on the – uh, front line, I, I do agree that I think the Packers are the more talented team. I do think they're going to get it done in a very cold Lambeau field tonight. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. So, uh, Sunday, tomorrow, 2 o'clock, the Rams go down to Tampa Bay to take on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I want to say the Rams can get this done. I do have I will. faith. I'll say you're, it. You're going to yep. take the Rams. All I'm right. taking the I'll Rams. Take, I'll take the Bucks then, just to be on the other side of you. I do think it's going to be another close game. I do actually think the Rams can get this done. I'm going to take the, the experience of the Bucks though, and uh, – your argument for the Rams. Well, the Rams are just going to do Rams stuff. I I want to say that the Rams have you know, Sean McVay's been historically good against um, the Buccaneers too. I feel like I heard that somewhere, but uh, yeah, uh, I just think the Rams are better. Uh, maybe if Chris Godwin was there and, you know, the Bucks, that they did get their defense back together, which is something. Uh, I just, I think that Rams team, because we saw that, that's basically the same team they had with Jared Goff a couple years ago, right? Like, we saw what they could do. Now they have Matt Stafford, and it's, more or less the same team with a better quarterback. I, I think the Rams are going to – I don't I think it, I don't know if the Rams might – I don't want to speak on next week yet, but I think the Rams w- will beat the Buccaneers. I think so. All right. Um, It'll yeah, be a I, good one. It'll be a good one, but I, I, I think the Rams come out on top. I, I almost took the Rams, and then I ba- – I do think the Rams can win that game. Absolutely. I guess I almost took the Rams until you said you were going to. I guess <laughs> on the other side of it, I do think it's going to be close. I do think it, at 34-31, somewhere in that range. Yeah, I was thinking like 31-27. I just think the – I mean, to get more specific – the Rams cause a lot of matchup problems. I mean, look at Cooper Cup's season. The guy could be MVP. You could vote for him for MVP, and no one could blame you for that. Oh, like that's absolutely not. The, and as good as the Buccaneers' defense is, like, I mean, we're talking. I mean, we're really splitting hairs. We're talking about the immovable force versus the unstoppable object, or whatever it is. But matchup problems, man. If you get guys like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup sliding over the middle. You got Cam Akers coming out of the bat. Like they've got so many weapons on that offense. I I, I think it's Matt Stafford's time. 
All right. I like to it. To stop like throwing it. two picks in a game <laughs> when it matters and actually just play football. Ugh. Anyway. He, he definitely looked good uh, last week. We shall yeah, see. Yeah, he only threw the ball like 15 times, though, I think. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they really kept him on a leash. They didn't really need to like use him, but still. We'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens when it's like now it's a, you know, a dogfight between if it gets to be like a gun show between Brady and Stafford, that if, that'd be real interesting. Yeah, definitely. All right. So our last game of the week and it is. I think this is gonna. This game is gonna be so much fun. Bills Chiefs. Mm. I don't even know if I can make a prediction in this one. <laughs> I think it's gonna be high scoring. I, I really don't know who I'm, who I'm leaning to in this one. Of Patrick Mahomes against Josh Allen. You got two teams that are extremely well built for the the quarterback that they have. This one's going to be a lot of fun. I, do you have a prediction? I, I don't know if I have one. I really don't. I don't. I, I'm leaning towards the Bills. They, they're just what they, yeah, they didn't play well in the second half of the regular season. It's true. But did you see them destroy the Patriots? My goodness. Like, that team uh, is ridiculous. Uh, the Chiefs are real good, though, and Andy Reid's real good at most coaching stuff. <laughs> so, I I just I, I gotta go with the Bills on this one. I just if they can do even if they can get even close to the performance they had a week ago, I don't know if there's a team in the NFL that can beat them. I I well, I completely agree with you. I mean. You said the way they played last week, it they could beat anyone in this in this field mm-hmm. easily. I I hate to do this. I I'm not going to make a prediction in this one. I hate to do it. Oh but... come on, flip a coin then. You got to uh, pick one. You right. got to pick since one. You, since you took the Bills, I will take the Chiefs. I there do. we go. God, that's going to be a fun game. Yep, oh, sure man. is. Oh, all right. So, no, you have to. Uh, you're on a short uh, leash here. You got to get back to work. Uh, sure do. Any, any final thoughts about the uh, vision round? Just, I just fun games all around. Yeah, I mean, even the ones that were. I mean, there was blowouts mostly, but and the, it wasn't like there was any real exciting game for like the average casual viewer, but cause it was either blowouts or really like good football games that aren't necessarily spectator friendly for the casual observer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a real grinder where it's like, okay, well this is actually a really well-played football game. Although this doesn't look like much, <laughs> it's actually really intense kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Like you had your, uh, like yeah, you had your blowouts and you had your close games. Uh, I'm hoping for. I, although the Bills game was quite the spectacle, uh, uh, yeah, I'm hoping for some like 
really some good fireworks, some stuff to get really excited about. I I I think that I mean, like we had just talked about, we had four really fun games this weekend. Um, I I do think don't see a blowout either way for in any of these eight teams. You, no, do you? No, no, I don't see a blowout in here. No. Um. So yeah, it should be a fun weekend of football. Um. Uh. Also, we also have the Australian Open that got uh started on a Sunday night. Uh, Naomi, Naomi Osaki got upset uh, last uh, yesterday, so she's out. Uh, not going to get into it too much, uh, but Djokovic is not in the field this year, so Dahl is, I don't know, the clear favorite on the men's side, but uh, uh, probably him or Medvedev I would take as uh uh, the favorites on the men's side, the women's side, as it always seems to be, is wide open, and got some uh, under under tennis so, uh, coming up uh, throughout uh, next weekend. So keep an eye on that, and uh, maybe we'll get into it a little bit more next week or the week after, probably. But get the Winter uh, Olympics coming up in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Beijing's going to try to pull this off safely and, uh, should be quite the spectacle. Uh, and then, uh, uh, college, college and NBA basketball going on. Uh, and, uh, again, some exciting football. So, uh, anything else to add before we sign off for the week? No, that's a good week of sports and a good week to look forward to. Also, looking forward to some tennis. This is going to be great. All right. That's been a, another episode. Thank you, Absolutely. everybody. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, go Pack Go. Go Pack, says, says Paulie. <laughs> All right. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, guys.